Hello and welcome to Gundam. I hardly know him. The book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order. I'm Michael Pippen and I'm joined by my three co-hosts who just escaped an exploding base. I've got Alex. Howdy, howdy. We got Christian. Hey. <laughs> and Simon. We have Simon as well. <laughs> I'm really glad to be off that exploding base. Thank you all so much for serving so valiantly up there. Um, y'all were nuts up there, and I'm really proud uh, that we were all able to escape on this giant floating space fortress, even though we weren't even soldiers uh, when our whole voyage started. So I just wanted to say thank you and like make sure that I was transparent about that. Well, yeah, um, I'm I, Simon. It, it it's definitely important for everyone to know that we uh, we did we got onto the the little space barge to escape this exploding base, and we immediately mm-hmm. sat down to record a podcast because and immediately start. Yeah, it's just like yeah. um uh, a, a Saving Private Ryan scenario. Like I'm still um, seeing where... the fire burning on the asteroid that we escaped. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Christian quite frequently, when you don't hear a whole lot of noise from him, he is cowering in the corner, kind of whimpering. He just saw um, some shit. He just saw some shit. He saw um, bazookas and big robots that are full of people, and he also saw stars glittering um, because uh, Christian actually revealed to us today that he is a new type. I, I am, oh, and you know, you know what? Most of the people I knew just died, and I felt all of their deaths <laughs> happen at the same time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Yo, 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 turn, turn, turn the podcast off. Turn the podcast off. Yo, Christian, you good? Yeah, you good, my guy? Yo, yo, yo. No to, one's listening Do you need anymore. to talk? Like, <laughs> We're here for you, my guy. And to complete this bit, there are three children here as well. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate them. I can't get rid of these guys. All right. To... They're trying to get rid of, though we just can't. All right. Today we are wrapping up the coverage of Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. The first season of Mobile Suit Gundam and our first season of the podcast. Um, I asked you guys this in the first episode, but I'm interested right now. Where are you in your journey with Gundam, Alex? Go. Like, you mean how much of Gundam like, I've seen, or like my feelings so, on Gundam? I don't know. I went to church as a kid, and so uh, a common question is, where are you in your journey with Christ? And I just want to know where you are in your journey with Gundam. Are you uh, walking my, along the Gundam? Follow up after that, where you are with your journey with Christ. <laughs> like, you know the parable where Jesus carries you on the beach. It was him carrying you the whole time. Yeah. It's Gundam carrying you. It's yeah, two just, giant yeah, footsteps. Yeah, exactly. I, I look back behind me, little two giant footsteps and a blood and like a trail of blood and dismantle process. Amuro kicks me wherever we're going next. I'm holding on to that Gundam, and I'm just living it and loving it. I'm a... There are also uh, six pairs of little footsteps because those three kids are still here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ditch him. Trying to get Gundam to ditch him with me, but he, he's not listening because I'm using like those little kids. <laughs> no, where are you? How do you like? How are you feeling right now about Gundam? Are oh, you, I'm so uh, stoked! Super... I'm so okay. stoked. I mean, the end of the end of. The first series just got me like so hyped. Like, yeah, 
I just like I don't even know how to explain. I watched it and I was like, this can't be over. There must be more. And then I remembered there is way too much more ahead of me and got very yeah. excited. There's there's a lot left. Yeah. Christian Christian, how are you feeling about it? Where are you in your journey with Gundam? I'm a way bigger fan than I was at the beginning of this. And I was worried that like consuming it um thoroughly was gonna like get me really tired of the show but in fact it's i've fallen even more in love with it so yeah i definitely feel similar to you in the way that like it was daunting the idea of watching this first series especially you know thinking about the quality that it might be considering it was made so long ago but Mm. it's definitely made me feel even a greater appreciation for the series Simon, you came into this endeavor with us with absolutely no prior knowledge to Gundam. You didn't even know that humans were involved in piloting Gundams or basically anything about the series. Um, how are you feeling about the series now? Like, if you watch this without the podcast as you know the driving force, do you think that you would have enjoyed the series, and do you think you would continue yeah. to watch it? Well, because I knew off the bat that I would, like, love the art style. I think that's the part that's, like, really resonated with me more. Like, going into this, I knew that it was sick of shit. Prior to watching Gundam, I loved, like, you know, sci-fi. Like, you know, not even, like, cyberpunk. I just love that, like, sci-fi, you know, animated drawing. And, like, Gundam has really scratched all of that itch for me. Like, so much that, like, I mean, like, you've seen, like, I'm making my own, like, art, like, crazy. Like, I just, like, want to keep making like more and more and keep consuming this world because i also just as like from like a world building state i like i just love the world that they've created like i mean i don't know i've never been someone to like love shows just for like the fight sequences and everything i just like am so happy that this that all of the decisions they made like to the architecture of all the zombie palaces like i just i i love every single facet of this universe and I'm just so thankful that, like, this studio, like, greenlit this and just allowed this to happen and, like, explode um, like it is. And I'm so thankful to all the animators that worked on it and how hard they uh-huh. worked. It's just, it's really, really cool. The building off of what Michael and Simon said, I think the artwork was one of the most fun things to consume throughout watching the show. I didn't expect that at all, you know, being that it came out in 79. Uh, it's, it's 40 years old. And it's still amazing. Uh, and like like Simon is saying, the world building and just all the layers to the show, uh, talking about the the moral questions around war, and then um, you know, and from a thirty thousand foot view, and then on down to like the personal psychological effects of experiencing violence on a daily basis, what that might do to a person. Uh, your your relationships with your family, uh, mental illness, like all these, like it throws in all these like serious subjects, but it's still this like fast paced uh, sci-fi epic at the same time. Yeah, I think that like watching it like in 2020, like in the world state that we're in now is also like really adding to my whole experience of it because like, you know, at first when I started watching it, like I honestly thought that it was like this like, pro-war just like propaganda thing kind of like like gi joe and like a lot of american cartoons are just like very blatantly like 
you know, pro-police, pro-war, just, like, they want you to, like, slide into this mold because that's the only thing that, like, corporations will fund. But, like, it, I don't know. This is just, like, it's so refreshing to see this, you know, morally ambiguous um, or a show that, like, tackles moral ambiguity and especially in, like, the world that we live in now where we're just, like, kind of, like, faced... We, we can't hide from being like morally ambiguous like we have to take a side now like there's no more sitting on the fence and that is like one of the main thing mm -hmm. of like in Gundam like if you sit on the fence then you're just gonna get your feelings hurt and get exploded in space like you need to like you know choose a side yeah I couldn't agree more Alex what you know we just finished the series and we didn't really get an opportunity to talk much about how we felt about the ending um, how did you feel about how it ended and how did you feel about the storyline and how it kind of changed throughout the series? Oh, I, yeah, I guess kind of like what Simon and Christian been saying, I do love, I do feel like, I don't know, I think I said this in the last episode, but I felt like through most of the last episode, I had no idea how they can end it. Like, it, this is too much, it's not going to end, and they did end it in a way that felt pretty resolved. I do like, I also kind of like how it, it, it ends without really like you know there isn't a pretty bow at the end of this it's the like yes the white base escapes but like the war they tell us the war is over but we never actually see exactly how the war ends and i kind of like that about it mm -hmm. and a little bit of ambiguity in that and right i yeah i also love how the story really has changed from a uh, like kind of a more general war is bad to like focusing on these people have been affected by war and how hard it is. And, like, I still think at the end, like, they really tried to push the whole Zeon is the bad guy. And even at the end, I never felt like Zeon was horrible. I still, I mean, maybe this is coming from my, fuck, police mindset, where I was still always kind of rooting for Zeon because they're not the, the government. They're trying to, like, rebel. Well, it hurt me a little bit to see like how negative they got towards the end. I was like, I'm secretly still kind of rooting for them a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The the way that the Zeons were treated was definitely something that changed throughout the series. And I think we talked about it quite a bit. It's like at the beginning, you're so caught between like who they are or like what they're really you know, trying to do, and then at the end, it's just like they kind of. I feel like as it ended, they gave up on trying to really develop them. And focus more on developing our friends at the white base, which is kind of a double-sided sword because I did feel like, especially when we were losing our characters that we cared about, and you know certain things were happening to the different characters on white base, and we started to feel a little bit more emotion towards them just because we did get to spend so much time with them. Whereas the Zeons were more like just a blanket, like they're like the Nazis kind of, you know, yeah. like a little bit less, you know, of um, a development as far as their as far as their stories. I Christian, did really... Oh, sorry. I was add a little bit to that last point that we, we didn't figure out that their society had become militarized um, mm -hmm. and had gone down this path, uh, which initially there wasn't supposed to be until very almost the very end of the show. Um, so yeah, you almost wish you got a little more nuance on the Xeon side of things, but you mm -hmm. know. And I was gonna say I do love how character driven the show ended up being. I wasn't expecting that from a serialized mecha show from the late seventies, early eighties. They would be so character based. And even like the first like quarter of the show, like, okay, it's gonna be the 
the monster of the day. We're gonna we're gonna fight this thing and kind of move on. And it ended up being very like very character driven. Like the character stories are really what's important. And even though even though it is serialized, like every character grows in some way and they take on the stuff every every episode. Definitely, yeah. I definitely. You definitely feel that whenever we start to lose characters, or you get those moments of like really honest, you know, communication between characters. Christian, I was gonna ask. Um, I know that we talked kind of briefly about this yesterday, but I mean, something that we definitely mentioned a lot throughout the first season of the podcast was the music. But I think that you really wanted to have an opportunity to talk about how important the music is to the show, and I think that we all agree, and we've said enough that the like the opening song is just a straight up bangerang. The thing just it yeah. rules. But no. for you guys, are there any like Christian specifically? Like, what songs were like? Did you really connect with? And you know, what about the soundtrack did you enjoy? Um. So there were like a few. I I really loved like the. The, like the little random original pieces of music that would be in, inserted in like different parts of the show uh mm-hmm. and then the one that really stood out to me was the here comes char song and I actually spent like at least two to three hours today trying to figure out who the original artist was for the show uh, for that song and I couldn't quite find out who wrote that song um but yeah um you know one of the things I really like there's like some of the more relaxed kind of background sound was almost like twins twin peaksy like there was some yeah. there's some songs and like some of the background music is like very melodic and just like you kind of you notice it but it's almost in sections where you think you'd be like they don't really need music here they included some really nice you know some really nice background music um the battle like i love the funk battle and the, like anytime there's action just the the little funky um riffs that they have the one like the only thing that really i found uh to be kind of frustrating was char's theme like the theremin theme um was just like so high-pitched and kind of annoying whenever he would go to battle but mm-hmm. other than that i felt like the, the music is a big part of why I enjoyed this so much, especially the, yeah, the opening and closing themes. And then at the end of the series, when they start putting in like the more um, like dramatic songs at the end of the episodes, I thought those were incredible. I thought like the use of music at the end was incredible. Mm-hmm. I really like that ending. The I don't know. I I feel like we don't listen to. I didn't listen to it a whole lot of times through because like I would just like press escape and go on to the next episode. But they're like. Amaro. like it, that was like such like a nice song to like end everything with and i don't know it was just like a funny little ballad towards amaro um and i yeah michael you saying like twin peaksy that is like exactly it like it's just very like you know a bunch of like orchestral like woodwinds and like trumpets like as like the mm. background and like instead of just like 
you know, regular like cartoon, just like kind of random. I don't know. It says here and there. It just felt very, very composed. I love yeah. the the style of music that's super popular in that era, like the the late seventies and eighties, with these like big productions with a bunch of violin and like woodwinds, mm. and it just like gives this really dramatic you know, feel to it. Yeah, it's very James Bond to be honest. Like it's mm. very much in the same vein of like action with you know larger you know orchestral production as well and then i mean mm-hmm. we get a little bit of like the city pop like japanese like city pop uh influx as well in some of the ending songs but in general i think that that the music's incredible mm-hmm. um one piece that i did want to mention real quick um because i felt like it well uh, i felt like it was incredible and i actually used it when I was making uh, some music recently, I sampled it, was the Lala's Resonance theme. So the sound that she makes whenever she's using her new type abilities to control um, things. I like absolutely loved that. Um, and then I noticed that they changed it in the movie, which was like very frustrating because the song that they used or like that, the music that they used there was very like, I don't know, not as effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving from music to like animation and art, Simon coming into the series, did you like, were you surprised by the animation style or the art? Yeah, what I was surprised mostly by was the backgrounds that they chose when they were either in the mobile suit or during like a heavy action scene in space. And I kind of like gave it a couple thoughts and I'm like, that's probably because they don't need to like, so they can just kind of like animate like two, you know, mobile suits fighting on top of a flat background without having to like worry about like the, you know, perspective of like the background and how everything's moving. But rather than doing like flat colors, they frequently chose like such unique textures that looked almost scanned in from like, you know, decorative papers or something like that. And there's like no reason why they needed to do that, but it was just like visually interesting and really made the Gundams, which are like flat, you know, all flat colors, which I also thought was really interesting. All of the um, the shadow, the shading for the most part was just that like two-tone shading of like you know, flat color with darker flat color in order to shade it rather than like value. Um, But then they use value in some scenes to like make it like much more dramatic. It was, and another, the final thing that I'll say, which is really, really cool that they did, which I absolutely love is in some of the still shots, especially I noticed this when they were in the Amazon hideout where the inside was like kind of uh, nature meets, um, like you know sci-fi rigid um shapes is they had a lot of really beautiful um like graphite and charcoal textures like places showing like really you know of animation in that time like you know now anime like a present day studio ghibli film like those backgrounds are all like you know maybe mashed up together from other like illustrations but you know mostly the main thing is that they're like you know drawn using photoshop where you can use like command z as much as you want and you can fill huge areas but there they like you know they did scan in these like beautiful beautiful backgrounds and it was so cool to see them not strive for that realism um like i a lot of i think Mm. studio ghibli uh i mean studio ghibli definitely takes influence from like 
impressionist like Monet of just like you know mm. blobs of color and make everything very textural and I am very happy that this one did that because I, I think some anime goes for like the concept arty background mm-hmm. uh, which is like beautiful in its own way um, and has like you know great just juxtaposition but this really kind of embraced the they were using physical mediums to make a lot of this stuff um and scan it in and i really loved those artifacts of like that there was just one shot where it's just like a rock texture that was just obviously like a charcoal you know shading on top of it so you had this i don't know i love charcoal textures i'm so horny for them um (laughs) but anyway that's my i don't know that's like everything that i noticed and i'm like i'm very like happy that that was the stuff i noticed because it was just like little things that I would imagine the animators would be very happy that um, like that is getting recognition when a lot of people are like, oh, like the Gundam, like choreography, like, you know, the I read through the IMDb afterwards um, after you had that segment um, in the last episode. Yeah. And the fucking goofs, like, you know how like IMDb has like, oh, the yeah. goof section. Also, that's funny. Goof. Oh, I'm that's funny yeah. there's something there all right what if on that we'll... i wish that for just the gundam uh series if you clicked on the goofs tab it was just a bunch of pictures of the mobile suit i'll make the a, goof. i'll make a chrome extension that does just that like all it does is just like yeah if you click on the goofs part like there's a bunch of big robot men um but all the goofs are all the goofs of the gundams it was so infuriating it was just probably like all these fucking like reddit boys being yeah. like like in in this fight scene you can see like the the nozzle clips through this gundam in this scene it's just like that like give them a fucking break like they're yeah. animating like full ass like 30 minute episodes with like almost no reused footage like of course you're gonna have some of that yeah i think um, we, i think but... we mentioned on the first episode how like surprising it was to pull up an anime and it like almost looked like fucking johnny bravo style like saturday morning yeah. cartoons art style and i think mm-hmm. like it's gonna be interesting to see how the anime style kind of involve evolves I, like, but don't want it to change yeah. i was like i was i'm actually really dreading that because like i really don't like the whole like Yu-Gi-Oh look like i don't yeah. love how that looks i love how this looks how it's like the anime eyes they're like kind of pushing the mm-hmm. like you know they're a little bit bigger than usual because that's like definitely a staple of anime but like they're still like I like bright like kind of looks very unique um, uh-huh. in the in his appearance but I we still I like... we still have a lot of series that are kind of based it gets I think it gets a little bit more detailed from what I've seen so far you know watching ahead a little bit but I think yeah. that like there's you know definitely like in past 2005 we're gonna have a little bit more of Naruto Naruto style like anime but there's know. like Zeta still looks like it's gonna be okay though. Yeah, I, like, no, there's so much. Preview. There's so much still like what it, to me a layman looks like incredible anime yeah. style. Um, <laughs> Alex, I know that you did some reading up on the differences between the show and then the novelization. I was wondering if you could kind of give us a brief yeah you know, description so, of what you found. Yeah, kind of just going to the Wikipedia after finishing the series because I just wanted more of the story. There was some pretty radical changes in the novelization of the first series, and I want to go over you guys. So probably the biggest change is that Amuro dies. That's what? Awesome. Amuro <laughs> dies. Wait, are you? I forget. He, he dies before the last battle. A shot ends up killing him. What? Yeah. I saw something like that. He's supposed to die midway through the story. Yeah. Early on. What? Yeah. So another big thing from the novel that I also really like is 
his relationship with Sayla is like legit confirmed. They he oh, asked out he asked out to dinner, they end up doing the hanky panky like. Wait before he dies. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm gonna fuck. In the, the novelization. Fuck? Yeah, with I'm Sailor too. He he. he up. No. How and is then, he fucking? He can barely eat. He doesn't even know how to eat. Yeah. <laughs> how does he get out of that mobile? Or how does he get out of his uniform? It's fucking crazy. And then, and then what's also crazy is when Amuro dies. He, he like, uh, him and Sailor are able to he, tell, uh, he tell to actually communicate. He shits. His uh, pants yes, he shits his pants. But oh he's like, God. he tells her how much he loved her. And he's sorry he can't spend his life with her. Through telekinesis. Oh Another major change wow. is that Fraubro doesn't stay on uh doesn't stay on white base. And something that you guys will probably yeah. all enjoy, the kids also do not stay on white base. Oh, they leave at Luna God. two at Luna two with her. And right before she leaves, she confesses her love to Armor and he says he loves her as well, and then they just like lose connection. Oh my god! Ooh, and then right that's before like, that's like actually kind of compelling. I'm not. Yeah, and then right before Armuro yeah. dies, uh, uh, Fabro gets really sick and then unlocks her new type abilities. Oh yeah, she's also huh. a new type in the novelization. <laughs> okay. And uh, I forget he says like I think he apolog- uh, I think he tells I think she tells him she loves him again right before he dies. Uh, yeah, like so like pretty major changes for what actually we see happen in the anime and then alex is the novelization a book or a manga a book or manga i don't know it's so it's like i put it no pictures yeah i'm pretty sure it's an actual book because i know they have yeah they have light novels they have manga and they have the animation alex correct me if i'm wrong but after amuro dies char actually teams up with white base Yes. Uh, yeah. So the other major thing to... is, yeah, Shaw has to team up with White Base to take down the Zeons. Yeah, and then That's after sick. he does I'm that, they they have to fight him again after that. Yeah, but he no, fights. It was just, in... It's just now was the, was it the same guy that made the novelization that made the show, yeah. or is the novelization like inspired by? Yeah, the the creator of Gundam. Uh, yeah, did the novelization. Wow, so he just like probably had a ton of ideas. Yeah, and that's very cool that he got to just express just two. I don't. It's two like stories in the same universe essentially. Oh, this guy is super prolific, like insanely. Yeah, for sure. Like to the point to What's where he would name? use uh, pseudonyms on his other projects. Let me look real quick. It's yeah. a Tomino. Yoshiko yep. Tomino, I think. Tomino Yoshiyuki. Yoshi, Yoshiyuki, Yoshiyuki. Um, Tomino. Yeah, incredible stuff. I like. Yeah. I don't know. I like. Wh- what do you guys think? Do you? I mean, obviously, I haven't read it or seen it, but I feel like that story almost sounds better than what I, we got. Like, I, I, I'm just interested. I would love. Do they have a good English translation of it? I'm sure there is by now. Yeah, there I would is. love to read that. Actually, I'm like fucking around and reading again. Like, I I want to know what those squiggles mean. That's gonna be <laughs> sick. Fucking yeah, I, I personally love this idea. <laughs> I love how the story goes in the novelization. I know that's a lot of people probably will disagree because the show is so good too. But right, just like, right. yeah, but I just mean, I'm not gonna say that it's better than the show, but it would have definitely been interesting to see that, like, you know, such a uh, like a you know 
a very twisty kind of story where yeah, people I, change yeah. their allegiances and stuff. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I disagree with how like when Amuro dies. I, I just don't think he should have died at the end of the final battle. Uh-huh. But I do love the idea of like his death being significant and then his like relationship with Sayla being so significant as well. Unpopular opinion, but I actually think he should have died in the first episode. I mean, he's a child who's operating a mobile suit Gundam. He's never mo- operated a Gundam before. He, he just really... gets in it and then, like, immediately just, like, falls over and dies, like, in the Gundam. Like, all right, here we go. Fuck! You know, I, like... I agreed with that up until I realized that Amuro was a new type. And then, it, like, it clicked. Be like, yeah, oh, okay. Right. He can control this because he's not normal. Cool. Yeah. Do you remember in, like, elementary school how like they put you in like a higher reading group and you read like catcher in the rye where you were in like fifth grade and yeah. like instead of all the other kids yeah gifted and talented is what they called it yeah uh, give or gate i think they called it they called them nerds gifted at my school talented education <laughs> that's just like they were telling us we were new types you know essentially mm-hmm. yep if you think about it um so that's i kind of want to say <laughs> I kind of want us to do something real quick before, obviously, in the next, not the next episode, but coming up soon, we're going to start our coverage of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, which is essentially the continuation of this story. So before we watch that, what I really want is I want to hear your guys' pitches for season two of Mobile Suit Gundam. And so... um, Christian, if you want to start us off with what, like, what would, you, where would you go with the story? If you're Tomino and you're like, you have to like, the Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 is wildly successful, and you have to do Mobile Suit Gundam 0080. Like, what, what are you, what's your plan? I feel like you know, if only I was there, because uh, this is this could have gone in a seriously amazing direction. <laughs> I spent a little minute on this season two pitch. Okay, all right. I got I got three different paragraphs, so buckle in. Jesus wow. Christ! <laughs> I have a sentence written down. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm glad we started. I'm glad we started with you. All right. So Shar is badly wounded in the battle um, at the Abuaku base, and but somehow he survives, like Frieza. You know, he like like part of his body is like floating in space, and like somehow somebody saves him, and he. Uh, has cybernetic surgery, and but he assumes the identity of Lady Cassilia in order to assume control of the Principality of Xeon. Oh my and god. And then he organizes a peace deal with the Federation in order to buy time to build an army of new type pilots. And so, Sayla, because I have a feeling that she's also a, a little bit of a new type, I think they actually kind of hint at it in the show, she senses that Shar is still alive out there somewhere. So she kind of like goes rogue and goes on her own little epic journey to find out where he is and what happened to him. And uh, meanwhile, Amaro and Fraubo, they have a baby and they're featured on the hit reality TV series, Teen Mom. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, they get. Amuro would be literally the worst dad ever. Right? He'd keep he like would. trying to turn the baby stroller into a Gundam, and then like. 
<laughs> I did this shit when I was twelve. Like he can do it now. He would be he would be good at putting together like the stroller and the crib, but not much else. Oh, uh, he yeah he would oh, throw away the row unleashed in an IKEA. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go fucking nuts. Anyways, so um, however, there's a surprise attack a, a surprise attack from Zeon, and Amro dies in the battle, leaving Frau Bo and their young baby behind. So White Base and the gang, they go on a campaign to avenge Amuro. But while they're doing that, they uncover a secret Xeon plot to reignite another conflict. And so along the way, they recruit new types for the Federation to fight against Cassilia, a.k.a. Shar, mm-hmm. and his ruthless plan to weaponize new types. And then at, and then at the end... After a vicious battle, most of the white base crew is killed in their effort to stop Cassilia slash Shar. But then, while Shar thinks he's, like, won it all, Sayla comes out of nowhere and just fucking kills him. And that's it. That's my season two pitch. Damn. So Sayla is still, like, a big, like, proponent of, like, season two. That rules. Yeah, she's, like, the most important character, kind of. I feel like having Amuro in season two, but having him die early is like a really good a, a good look because you're like bringing the fan base back in with like you know the Amuro in season two, but then you're like no, like this season's gonna be different, you know? Yeah, because like you, he's like oh he's a dad now, like he's a family man, he's growing up, and then bang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, what about you? What is your pitch for, for season, season two? two? Uh, hmm. season two, we're good. Honestly, pick up pretty much right where season one ended, although still kind of floating on the uh, rescue ships. Uh, season two is just him slowly floating <laughs> towards the sun. Everyone dies. The end. No, so it would go. It would. Uh, I think what would happen is they would get picked up by uh, pick up by a Zeon troop though it'd be some conflict no. with them trying to figure out like what is going on because right at the battle like there still is no peace broker so because we know the war ends in year 80 but we don't know how it ends or when it ends and I think that season 2 should be showing how it actually ends like what broke the peace still and I'd also kind of like prison break yeah and break. I would also have it I'd also have uh, Amuro and Sayla learning their new type abilities more because they're really the only Fetty new types that are that we know about that are out there, especially at this time. So, and then having them yeah, both figure out what a new type is and how to actually use their powers. And then there'd be a lot of like communication with Lala still. And I'd oh, also Oh, bring a Lala back. Yeah. You, you're a Lala stan. Oh, yeah, I, I simp for Lala. Simon's the biggest Lala simp on his side of the Mississippi, and I happen to be on the other side, which makes me the biggest simp on this oh, side. Oh, that's such a good point. Holy Jeez. shit. <laughs> that's incredible. Yo, because like, he, he talks to Lala with, like after she's dead and gone. Yeah. But he still communicates yeah, like, with her. Which yeah, like, they're, they're showing that like both in novelization and in the anime that just new types can communicate with the dead, whether or not they're... like. They can communicate with them. The consciousness still exists somewhere. So I'd really yeah. like to see that explored more. 
and to see how like like Omo having to deal with her being dead but I'd also like to see him get over it because as much as it's his fault he was kind of he, like she's the one who put herself in Shara's way she did sacrifice herself so I'd like to see Omo be able to like move on from him killing the woman that he loved I also think that he loved her that's also my I mean I think that's kind of implied anyways so I like to see yeah. him be able to move on from that oh, because right. he has had so much trauma. I'd like him to be able to move on from something at least. I love it. I like it. I like to. Uh, I like focusing on that. You know, especially that relationship. Yeah. Uh, Simon, what about you? What's your What's your quick season two pitch? My quick season two pitch. Actually, I would. I want to um, focus more on the zombies. So I would want there to be completely like newish cast of characters. Um, just focusing. I want it to be like a, like a like a rebels in zombie territory from Earth Federation, and then doing like you know cool like spy missions inside the big mansions, like dressing up for dinner parties, having to do like you know infiltration on like zombie server farms or something like that in order to like support the white base because like the white base is constantly getting all this information about the fleet i want like see i want to kind of explore like you know some other stuff of like how that information that was always like my favorite part of like all the star wars uh movies like all the supporting acts of like you know the clones Mm -hmm. clone troopers like sneaking into like all the bases and stuff um so i kind of want to see that and i and i also just like really like the whole like utopian um planets that the zombies have set up with these like huge mansions and everything like i want i want like a i just want like a scene of like them like sneaking around a dinner party and like you know they all have to like dress up and like one sneaks off and like i don't know that it's like definitely like toned down like no like mechs anymore so i guess it wouldn't really work I would um, love. Yeah, that I don't know if that one would be really popular, but I would like it. I think that would yeah. be kind of interesting. What if you kind of did like uh, I, I, there's like that Greek story that's like I don't know if it's like a myth or whatever, but it's like this uh, these Greek mercenaries are uh, fight in the Persian Wars and they get trapped really far behind enemy lines and they have to fight their way back to Greece. Oh, well, you could do that, but like, but with a cloak and dagger cocktail party, um, espionage type story. That'd be really cool. I like, or they could even to incorporate like mechs into that. They could like break into like a, a Zeon um, Zaku manufacturing facility and then have like you know hijack you know make their own custom like yeah hijack their own Zakus and they like spray paint them to like have like earth federation like you know colors on them and stuff that'd be really cool that would be tough. yeah speaking speaking of greeks my pitch for season two is that we really get down to the the docks in baltimore i really want to see the greek docking workers the port authority <laughs> situation i want to see the the docking union down in baltimore uh, I, I think that's like really that. where this story should go it's really um, season two should be a focus entirely on that yeah, like we focused a lot on the cool, you know, Zeon versus Fetty, but for season two, what we really want to see is just shipping containers and like the oh, docks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like ah, like we're like at the pub, like break a bottle, ah, yarg, that sort of thing. Absolutely. 
That was a The Wire season two reference for you all. If you didn't, if you if you haven't seen that yet, <laughs> um, but my actual pitch for season two is uh, that it's the idea that. Um, after the battle, Char basically goes into development of his super, like, ideal mobile suit. Because basically, from the outset of Season 1, Char's on the back foot as far as what his mobile suits are capable of. And he gets, mm-hmm. like, some newer ones, but they haven't had the development time that the Gundam did. So, um, Char basically develops a new super mobile suit, a new, like, extreme Zaku. And uh, Amuro quickly finds out that his Gundam, it doesn't have the computer capabilities that the new Zaku does. So he realizes that his dad was actually right about the program <laughs> that, he, that, that Amuro threw on the ground. So all, the, the main arc of season two is that Amuro has to go back, go on a mission back to side six and search the junkyards uh, with all of his friends and find the discarded program that he threw away because he thought his dad was a wacko that's so funny <laughs> Dude, just like I this you know the air <laughs> was right the whole out time. of the fucking sewer of like i think i threw it over here i think it hit this rock and then exploded but i it's hard to say like <laughs> It's like a birthday present that you get from your family and like you throw away or give to Goodwill or something. And then like every once in a while they're like, hey, how's that, you know, present? How's that lamp doing? And you're like, oh, it's great. And his dad's like, how's the program? He's like, oh, it's great. The program's great. I love it. I love the program. It really works on the Gundam. Mm -hmm. He's like, fuck, I gotta find it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, we're going to take a break and we'll see you on the other side. Sure. Hello, listeners. It's Michael here. I just wanted to step in real quick and say thank you for listening to our show. We are happy to have you, and we appreciate you so much. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review. That really helps us. And if you want to interact with us at all, you can send us an email to gundamihardlyknowem at gmail.com. We would love to get some feedback and maybe even read some stuff on the show. Anyway, see you soon. All right, welcome back. And Christian, I think you have a uh, game for us to play. Got a little game for you guys. And it's called Sayla Something. I'm giving up on you. Sayla Something, I'm giving up on you. Some background vocals, if you can all just harmonize with me. Mm. Sorry, okay. that I <laughs> Sing, sing it together over Zoom. <laughs> Reconsider. Uh, okay, let's let's do that later. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> send me send me the raw recordings. I'll like I'll link it all up. <laughs> Uh, so essentially, I've pulled three different quotes from the show, completely out of context. Each of you need to tell me who came up with the who said the quote, and you also have to tell me in what context. You have to guess at what context the quote was said in. 
Some of the quotes are pretty, like, obvious. Some of them are kind of obscure. But um, I'm going to go around to everyone for each quote, and you'll take turns. So you get a point if you guess the character correctly, and then you get another point if you guess the context correctly. So potentially, you could end up with six points. I'm going to do my best at acting these out a little bit. Um, but, you know. Hell yeah. Be gentle, everyone. Okay, so this is the first quote. She's like a sister. Let's leave it at that, shall we? Michael, can you guess? Oh, fuck. Whose quote? Wait, give me a second to think, Christian. And okay. can you guess when? I just It doesn't have to be like exact. I'll give you some leeway, yeah. but can you can you also guess what context in which that quote was said? Can we get like a half a point if we like if we like come up with like a good place where it should have gotten? I'll give you a half point. All right, thanks. <laughs> right. Amaro think... to his Gundam, <laughs> sister. It, it would be better like that. Um, so I think that was, I think it was Amaro in episode. 42 to Sela when she asked him his feelings towards Fraubo. And they were, I think, in an elevator or something like that. That's my guess. Okay. All right. Uh, Alex, your turn. Wait, he's like a sister or she's like a sister? I'll read it again. She's like a sister. <laughs> Let's leave it at that, shall we? I'm going to guess it comes from Bright. I have no idea when that was said. Uh, just I have literally no idea when it was said. I just feel like it was this... bright. Uh, it was bright when he was talking about this. Murray. Robin, they're talking about what? When he's talking about uh, Miri, Murray, Murray. Mirai. Mirai. <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray. It's <laughs> Bill Mirai. The, the Mari show. <laughs> it's bright but he's talking about the mars volta (laughs) okay simon your turn i think it's char talking about uh sayla but like just in real life just like i don't remember it seems that seems like something amuro would say about fraubo but i don't think it was when sayla asked i think it was earlier um, when like he was pressed about it originally, like maybe on the Tatooine looking planet, um, or the Tatooine scene, the Texas the Shell Zone. Oh yeah. no, that was Earth. That was Earth. Uh, okay. Was Earth. It looked like Tatooine. Yeah, and I want to say real quick that now that I think about it, I think Simon might be right. But yeah, I hope I'm right. Okay. Well, yeah. let's see. Let's see. That was round one. You guys want to know the results for your the first round, or do you want to wait till? Everything said and done. In real time. In real time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about the quote. Yeah, give it to us Okay. Uh, Everyone did horribly. Simon gets a half (laughs) point for the first round. Um, Keeping track. I get. Why do I get half a point? Because you guess the right character that said it. Yes. Actually, I'll give you a full point point because you guess the correct character. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a full point. Wait. He gets a full point. Michael gets a full point then. No, I said Amaro. Oh. Oh, it was Char? It was Char. 
Oh and... my god, hell yeah. Okay, I knew it. That's like that seems like something Char would say. Oh, like he's saying it about yeah. Le- uh, Layla, uh, Lala, isn't he? Lala. Oh, yes. I remember. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I remember uh, that. Christian, this game is now. so frustrating. <laughs> Okay, if it's, Michael, it's, your guess, I wanted to cop it. That was, I thought that Michael, uh, was, I like thought we, that Michael just like hole in one on the first. Wait, can we address well, whenever, that quote for a second though? I got issues with it. If he's saying Lala is like well, a sister and then he kisses her, the fuck you doing, Char? Oh shit! <laughs> Another reason to hate him. Yeah, this game is kind of impossible, but that's kind of what's beautiful about it. Um. So, yes, it's in that scene where they first show up to side six when Char and Lala first show up, and Cameron, Amirai's fiance, goes up to greet them and, you know, is trying to give them all the rules. And it's like this little, it's kind of like this quirky, weird scene where, like, um, it like really focuses on Lala coming off the spaceship, and it's like all this, like, you know. Oh, and she just like fucking floats down she, that like, corridor. She like floats yeah. off and like She's Cameron's smoking like smoking a CBD cigarette, has a kombucha, yeah, like, high as balls. <laughs> Who is that? And Char's like, she's like a sister. Let's leave it at that, shall we? So yeah, so this next one, I, I really got. I want you to play around with your imagination, like really get into. It. Even if you have no clue, uh, feels, where the dude. quote is coming That's from, what, I'm what saying, context like, it just if like. If you don't know, full send another come up answer. With something. You know, yeah. like just dive into it. Round two. Oscar, Marco, Amaro, all holding up well. Uh. <laughs> what the fuck? He's a bad quote. No, like. I disagree with this game. This was impossible. Okay, right, let me do it again. Okay. Oscar, Marco, Amaro, all holding up well. Uh. That's it. Can I go first? Go. I don't know when this was said. I think the robot said it. I think the small orb said it. <laughs> I think that the small. I think that the small orb said this. Hara? You think Hara said it? Yeah, I think that Hara said this. I think that he probably just said it at some random point because Haro seems to dive in and out of importance throughout this entire show. <laughs> but like, where where was Haro at the end? Where was Haro during the final battle? Yeah, did he battle? explode yeah, on, the on the uh, on the on the Haro died like, in the, the battle. I fucking hope so. <laughs> I think um, Haro said it. All right. Okay, Haro um, said. The one of the children, the girl of the children of the children, and I think that she said it straight into camera, straight to the audience. She broke the fourth wall to say it, that's and that's so my guess. Cool. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Kind of fucks with your expectations, <laughs> kind of like. Yeah, no, for real, for real. <laughs> okay, Alex. Natoda said it as she was dying. That was the last words, if I recall correctly. Amaro. <laughs> And then she died. <laughs> and then she died. Oscar Meyer, Amaro. All doing well. Oscar Meyer, Amaro? Oscar, oh, let me do it one more time. Let me give you all one more chance. Uh, no, you I, need to I, do a better I, job at uh, I'm sticking to what I think. Okay. Oscar, Marker, Amaro, all holding up well. Uh... Wait, do you stick your tongue out? Was that candid? Was that canon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's part of it. Uh, awesome. Part of the quote. I still think it was Haru. I think that sticking Haru. the tongue out was it like growing a 
human tongue and sticking it out because that would not maybe past that maybe it was the the lady who face dived off of the ship and fell straight into the ground Iselina. Ooh, yeah maybe guess. selena yeah, anyway uh, uh, christian go ahead uh, no one got this one and i didn't expect anyone to get it it was just this weird Who's... moment that i really loved um so the character is petty officer son malo and he's the he's like the doctor guy on white base with the glasses oh the mm-hmm. nerd the nerdy looking guy that guy and it was the ground as soon as i see him it was <laughs> during the duel in texas episode and um mirai pops in on him while he's like looking in the mirror and uh, she's like hey like how can i help and he's like oh hey go go get amro's blood pressure checked really quick do that for me and she leaves and he's just like looking in the mirror and he's like oscar marker amro all holding up well and then like sticks his <laughs> tongue out uh, and then that was it weird I, like he's like just patting himself on the back like i'm a good doctor <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> i'm a good doctor let me check out my tongue really quick <laughs> um yeah all right no one was supposed to get that one i just liked it okay uh last quote who, final who had round. the best answer who had the best answer um I like the Isolina answer. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't even my official answer, but... I'll take it. That, that'll be the official one. All right, let's get ready for the last one. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> to think all my opponents were less than half my age. How ironic. Oh, I remember this. And I added a second part. I added no. another quote. It's it comes right after this, if you guys want me to to help you out mm. a little bit. Yeah. No. Okay. Give me. No. 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 I think I'm ready to answer. I think I'm, I'm ready, ready as to answer. Well. I I will. I'm ready to send it. Alex, go ahead. It was uh uh Rawl. Uh. <clears throat> when he was, after his like first fight with Amuro, talking back to his commander. Okay. I think it's the guy that assassinated Amaro, or that tried to assassinate Amaro. The guy, the traitor, you know, in that one episode that ended up getting shot by the troops. Y'all remember that? No. 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 It was like it was like the part where like meredith gray went into the surgery and like that guy was like just in a car crash but it ended up being like her husband oh wait that's her husband no it was right after the part where that wizard went into the telephone booth and then held up the screwdriver and was like woobly boobly boo um oh it was doctor ben ben no, the fucking part where um, he was like, it was like, remember the episode where the guy was like a traitor? Christian knows what I'm talking about because I'm. Kai? I remember right, like Kai Michael, left. You go, you go. All right, um, Christian, can you give me that line read one more time? Yeah. <clears throat> line, line. To think all my opponents were less than half my age, how ironic. 
So my thought was also Rumba Rawl. Rumba Rawl. Um, because, like, first off, he's the most quotable guy. So it's like, how could you not put a quote in? Yeah, that but, guy's great. <clears throat> just to differentiate myself, I actually think it'll be his wife or his partner. So my guess is uh, is her. I don't remember her name off the top of my so head. So you think it's Haman's quote? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Haman. I think it's Haman's quote. Okay, What and when and where did that happen? I think it's right before she dies. Okay. Like whenever they're doing the, the uh, what, what do they call it, like the screw attack or whatever, where they direct, like the direct attack, <laughs> the white base. <laughs> it's like, or drill attack. So it's called the drill Bone attack. Saw yeah, attack. <laughs> the screw attack sounds oddly Bone sexual. Saw. <laughs> you so, got me for two minutes. <laughs> so right, anyway, Alex? That's my was, idea. Alex was the only person to get the character correct. Damn right I was. Oh, nice job, Alex. Yes, and I, I was... This one, I felt like this one was a gimme. This was Rambaral in his final moments in the hand-to-hand combat episode. Where he's oh, what a like, good episode. Um, you know, he's like stumbling towards the the big hole in the white base armor or whatever. And it's like right before he jumps out and kamikazes himself. Um but yeah, that was a that was a fun little game. I think I'll try to pick better quotes. I I want all of everyone, all listeners, to know that I vehemently uh, oppose this game. Those quotes, this game? Those, I love this. Game. Those quotes were not <laughs> like what? Those quotes were not like like if you it gotta be quotes that are like iconic, not. Oscar, um, uh, all right. Blah. He's trying his best. He's <laughs> trying his best. <laughs> all right. I love all that. Right. Okay, the second so quote. Next, I'll do a better Next week's game is Alex's idea. Alex oh comes up with the next game. I dare you to do a better job. I Alex. will. The game will be who gets me the most money wins. <laughs> oh, Alex's games aren't fun. <laughs> All right, so one of the things that we talked about doing with the podcast is with every season of the show of Mobile Suit Gundam that we watch or each movie, um, we take an opportunity, since it's kind of the way that we got into the show, uh, to talk about Gumpla um, and different kits that we're going to build with each episode. Um, So I think we we all each chose a different kit, and we built our Gumpla kit up um, after we finished the series. And I'm just kind of curious to see what everybody thought about what they got. Um, Christian, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about your kit. What did you get? I got the RX-78 G40. And it's a special edition uh, redesign. And it's supposed to be like a commemoration of the 40th anniversary of the Gundam franchise. That's rad. And um, like it has mixed reviews generally but personally i'm obsessed with it i absolutely love it it's <laughs> the the build has been super enjoyable um mm-hmm. super simple uh, but also <laughs> really <love> satisfying <laughs> at the same time like everything snaps together uh yeah super easily uh and it's solid like it stays together and I think one of the best parts of this, the best feature of this kit, is that it's super uh, articulatable, um, if that's a word. 
but you can yeah, I'm gonna, any which way you want. I'm going to go ahead and jump in here as well and talk about mine because we, we pretty much got you got the 40th anniversary. I got the Beyond Global High, or like, I think it's actually a no grade, but it's also the RX-78, the redesign. Um, so we have like pretty similar kits, um, but I think that yours it has like a different, like the, the way that it's designed is a little different, the actual kit itself. Um, yeah. It's like, seems a little bit more like less angular and more circular or like yeah. smooth on the corners. Mm-hmm. And then this one that I have, the Beyond Global, um, which is also to commemorate the 40th anniversary, is just like a little bit of more pastels in the colors, which is pretty cool. That's hmm. so sick. But again, like it's like also um, very articulate. Like you can, it, it's the most solid kit I've ever built, and I, it's probably the same for you. This is definitely the most uh, modern kit that I've made, and like it. I mean, for being a high grade, it's insane how like how much quality it is. But right. I don't know. It was it was definitely different than building like an older kit that's been sitting on the shelf for a while or that's like been around the block for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But... I think the whole like solidness of the build is like so increasingly important to me. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. After like building a lot of like Gumpla, that is just kind of like feels like it's being held together by like you know little bits of plastic like i don't know it being like a unit is so sought after for me i love that yeah so uh simon since you're talking what kit did you build why and like why did you choose it for the most like absolute unit like i i got the uh um char zaku uh and i am so content with it it has been my muse over these past couple weeks i just like put it everywhere i like eat breakfast with it whenever i watch tv or play video games i put it by the tv so it's in my cone of vision like i don't think i've like not been looking at it for like two and a half weeks it's fucking sick as shit um and it's like the pastel pink color of it too because it's like the red comet so it's like a mix between like pink and red and it's like predominantly the color it's not just like weird accent tones here and there it's just like very chunky and it is so solid too like i can pick it up and like fly it around and stuff like not that i do that or anything (laughs) who did that um i'd pound them into the fucking ground if they like pretended that you know there's like a small man inside of it and like talk to the other guns or whatever that'd be super dumb um but oh it also came with four fucking guns i hate guns in real life (laughs) but these small guns that it came with like a bazooka and i haven't said the word bazooka since i've been in like third grade but like i've been bringing it back into my vocabulary again and it fuck it feels it feels in what other contexts do you bring up bazooka not many is what i've kind of noticed after you kind of exit the you know like pretend realm of like pretending to be uh like you know space fighter on simon simon and i played a lot of call of duty warzone together like a lot of call of duty yeah we got pretty good at it (laughs) and we we never said bazooka to each other not even once so yeah it it was a bummer but if i were to play now i'd be like there's a bazooka in this chest also where the fuck are the big robots that we're supposed to jump in we should play titanfall actually Titanfall. Um, we can talk about that maybe <laughs> later but that is uh i'm realizing now after yeah, well, saying that out loud heavily we... influenced by um there's also like a gundam fighting game that's like tekken for the ps1 i think oh uh, um, wait, wait 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 anyway I... that's a what is it called fuck 
I know which. I know. Uh, it's not like called fuck Christian. I mean, we can do a whole. Yeah, we, we, we can do, do a whole, whole show. I, I would. I would games. absolutely adore that. But anyway, yeah. it, I love all of the little guns that it came with. It came with a bunch of stickers too, which I haven't put it on. I kind of like it without those stickers personally, because mm-hmm. I think um, they're like just uh, numbers that kind of go on it, and I think that is because in future episodes when uh charzaku comes back it has more detail so they put like numbers on it but like to commemorate plus i was a little lazy well i was just so content with how it turned out that i didn't want to like put stickers on it to like yeah the stickers are definitely up to you like how you want to do them but everybody yeah i put the yeah yeah i mean obviously the eye sticker on and everything but yeah i mean one thing One thing that I love about Gunpla and why I think that this hobby speaks so much to me is that it, anyone can do it as much or as little as they want to. Like, Gunpla, yes, how you yes. want to do it. Fuck, like, anybody telling you that you need to repaint it or right. you need to do it a certain way or you need to put fucking no, water fuck decals. Like, do whatever the fuck you want. I buy mostly whatever kits are affordable and then just build them as the instructions tell me to. I've painted one for I... fun. But, like, you can do whatever you want. Like, that's what's incredible about whoever it. Whoever yeah. is the fucking product designer behind them, like, whoever is sitting behind their desk, like, with CAD in front of them, like, modeling these pieces is truly some of the most talented individuals on this planet. Like, just how satisfying they all go together while, like, holding in structural, like, structural integrity while also, like, hiding a lot of the, like, you know, weight-bearing and, you know, like, structure-bearing joints is ingenious. I, I like, I can't fathom how you would do that. Yeah, Alex and I built, we started building our kits together, actually, um, since we live near each other. And so that's one of the things that we were talking about when we were building is just how incredible the design yeah, is. Yeah, I'm just like... Um, Alex, how did that how did that kit end up? Oh, I love out? it. I got... You, what, what did you end up building? I got building? goof. I got my Goof is probably my favorite Zaku ever to exist. I just I love the color. He just like stood off as soon as I saw him. I love it. The whip is super cool. He actually didn't come with guns. This is the first gunplay I've had that had no guns. But he does have two beam swords, which are amazing. Also, his shield hides the hilt of his sword. It's awesome. Like this guy is so sturdy oh, as well. Cool. Like I would not be able to just pick it up and fly with it and play with it. Like all my other uh, gun uh, gunplay I have, because they would probably fall apart. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of building high grades, but this was one of my favorite high grades I've done. That's so weird. Yeah, I like I I'm a high grade stan, or like I mean honestly, just anything 144 scale. I, I really is like. Is high grade I'm, the one that I get? What's it? Yeah, or, yeah. Yours is high it's grade. Like, it's like it's. It's not like the it, what's the is there something that's less detailed than high grade? SD, which no, well, th- yeah, there's SD, but that's like more like cartoony. <laughs> yeah, they're like four eighty p. Yeah, I guess oh, it would be considered no grade, but, at, but... yeah, at that yeah. point you're just like snapping the arms and the legs and the head on, and like those are the only yeah. pieces, right? Like it's it's like a toy, at, or I mean these are toys, but it's like more of like a I don't know. Not so much a model yeah. at that point. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that, Simon, you would, you would love building a real grade because it's the same size as a high grade, but it has, like, an inner frame that typically moves, like, a little bit better than the high grades. It's, like, a little bit more posable. Although, like, mm. modern high grades, like the one you built, I feel like are 
as good. Honestly, that was kind of the perfect size for me because I I think that a lot. I think I would get frustrated with some of that like inner skeleton because my favorite part of them is putting the really big chunks together. Like here, wait. I know this is a podcast and people can't see, but this is for showing my friends. Like the um, and if you watch the show, you'll like Char's the um. Zaku has these big um pieces, like big chunky pieces. Yeah. Um as part of the armor and I loved putting that together because it's just like the dichotomy of like, you know, the very intricate skirt and the very intricate like torso section mixed with like the big chunkiness. I I like I just thought it did uh the how cool I thought the Zaku was in real life. It did it justice. It also came with fucking axes, like battle axes, <laughs> which is cool as shit. Like, that's so fucking cool. I'm also playing, like, Skyrim right now, which, like, I'm really into all the weapons there. I'm, like, very happy. I would, like, I, I'm coming out of, like, this depression pit with, like, <laughs> Skyrim. Like, I, I, on my, on my, uh, like, on, on my, uh, utility belt. It's great. But, Christian, yeah. um, what guns did your RX-78 come with? Because mine only came with the beam rifle and the beam sabers. I didn't get a bazooka or the other like the sick fucking uh whatever the gundam hammer i didn't get the gundam hammer Mm, i was kind of bummed um yeah it's the same set of weapons Mm. it's like very simple so the beam swords the shield and the beam rifle that's it but honestly i'm not mad about it the uh, i i have another rx-78 it was real grade and that was oh my god so much it's so difficult to even just touch. As soon as I touch it, it starts falling apart. But that came with like all the yeah, accessories. Yeah, that sucks. I like. I don't. I. I am not a fan of. I have a couple that do that. I'm not a fan. I was gonna say, does any Gundam come with the uh, hammer? Cause, I don't. Because that is literally the best weapon ever to exist. Right. <laughs> Did I tell you all that I had? I when I was a kid, even when I didn't watch this show, like because I watched Gundam Wing and I was really into G Gundam, I owned a like a shit ton of Gundam action figures. They actually sold them at Kmart. Um, uh, which just, I loved just, picking those up. That was my yeah. Favorite. Does Kmart still exist? <laughs> I don't know, but um, so I had the RX seventy eight action figure, even though I never watched the show, and I, he had the Gundam hammer. And it was so cool. And he also had the spear that he has um, in one of, like, the mace that he has in one of the episodes as well. So it was, like, super cool to have those. But I haven't seen any kits that have them, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know how you don't include the hammer with literally every Gunpla. Even if, even if that even if that Gundam didn't have it, like, Zaku should come with the hammer. 78 should come with the hammer. Unicorn should come with the hammer. Everything should come with the hammer. I wonder if there's a market for like third-party 3D printed uh, gunplay things, where you can have like a gunpla that also is holding like a Paps Blue Ribbon. Absolutely, that'd be so fucking cool. (laughs) Oh my god, there Um, is though. We should talk about that one episode. I would love to. um, Yeah, if you get on the the Reddit, there are people 3D printing a lot of things to kind of like what's called kit bashing which is like a you know another way people can customize but yeah you know again i, I, I want to like yeah people that just build from straight from the box that's sick too so 
it's like I, you know you have whatever. to really understand the manufacturing but it's kind of cool that it from building i've built like three now and they seem to standardize a lot of like the joint size and like yeah how mm-hmm. things fit together so like it you do have the ability to do that which is kind of cool yeah like oh, i guess i could put any of the legs on okay never mind <laughs> That looks so dumb. I'm like looking at this gun on that. It's like tiny ass legs. Come on, this guy. Christian, if you if like if they made kits for every single mobile suit, um, would there have been one that you would have rather built than the RX78, or is there a reason why you wanted to build that? I'm just obsessed with the design of the RX78. (laughs) It's just like it's so satisfying. Um. Let's see, if I were to have done another mobile suit, which one would I have done? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I think of if we're just, like, thinking about the show in and of itself, I really like the goof. So I, yeah. I would have built a goof. Um, I was kind of jealous of Alex's goof, but I, mm-hmm. I have the I built the goof from the 8th MS team, and they're very similar in the build so i was like you know i thought that it would i don't know be silly to basically have two of the same kit but i, I agree that the goof is definitely like the coolest one of the cooler ones second favorite of third favorite i guess 78 is still my favorite but it's hard not to be a rx 78 fan i would have preferred to have done the uh the Z- zongji i don't know how you pronounce that it's the is that the one that he has at yeah the end? i i yeah. love is the it... like no leg new type gundam like i thought it was so it was cool like a fucking vacuum i thought it was like so cool ball. i would have loved to have been able to build it if i could have found a kit rx roomba, <laughs> RX roomba. <laughs> i'm interested yeah, is it, yeah, is that, it out would... there I'm gonna take a quick look. I don't know. There are yeah, some. Can... I couldn't find any in stock. I didn't look very hard. And mm-hmm. you know what I want a model of? I want a model of the little carts they drive around in. <laughs> I like really. I like those. Those are like, really hit, cool convertibles. Yeah, those hit different with me. I like want one of those so bad. Like the just a little buggies? cart to drive around in. Yeah. 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 They like. I loved how compressed and just like. The aspect ratio of them was just like so sick to me. I like loved them. But the, the Xeon yeah. Gumpla, they're out there. You can you can find them if you're interested, Alex. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, a... But yeah, I would I would love to put together uh, one of those Dune buggies. I think you have a lot. Of yeah, buggies. those would be really cool. Yeah, I like 3D modeled. I don't know. That's kind of the beauty of like 3D modeling is like I can make them and then I can throw them in a game and just drive them around. I actually did that earlier when I first saw the Dune buggies. I like 3D modeled one really quickly and then like quickly coded up a little game where you could like drive it around a plane and I'm like, this is sick. Uh, sick. If I'm not mistaken, Alex has a 3D printer, so I feel like what? Yeah, make something happen here. You are what? about to get a <laughs> shitload of FBX files. For I me. do not open them. Do not look at what prints. <laughs> just kind of like it, you will be a black box for me, okay? And just send them right back. I'll I'll have to get it out of storage, but yes, I do own a 3D printer. That's, That's pretty wild. cool, Alex. Um, so yeah, we're wrapping up our episode, and that means we're wrapping up our like block on the original series. 
um, 0079. Does anyone have anything that they'd like to kind of say, you know, about the series as a whole? Alex, do you have anything, I you know, that you want to wrap up? I don't remember what we put it on the tier list, but I think we severely underrated the show when we made our tier list. I could not agree more. I'll, I'll look it up real quick while Simon talks about his final thoughts as well. But yeah, I, I am interested to see how fucked up that you guys got it. I'm not putting it on me. I had nothing to do with it. I was just simply there to help. <laughs> yeah, I really like I really like talking about it with you. I think that we should like pat ourselves on the backs for like I don't know being really good at talking about it and just like working very well together. It felt very nice to just like watch it with y'all so you know get an emo for a second but it was very nice um the real victory wasn't the end of the war it it was the friends we we made along along the way oh wow the the Uh, real victory was friends we made along the way that's what i wanted to say looking uh looking back now we did put it as master grade so good not not awful we so it was just it was one below perfect grade so I think that might be that might be yeah, valid to be fair. Yeah, that's I'm fair. tempted that's to put fair. it on perfect uh, perfect grade, but it's also I just finished watching it and I'm coming off of an incredible high. So yeah, yeah. What if we're gonna like watch like Zeta and just be like Jesus Christ? Double O seventy nine was mids like the, like Zeta <laughs> sh- like so sick. Christian, what about you? Do you have any final thoughts on the on the series or on the podcast so far? Kind of where we're at right now. Um, I'm a different person. Than when we started. Wow, no, just kidding. A... no, but for real, honestly. <laughs> we live in a society, dude. We truly live in a society. Christian just blew smoke out of his nose. So <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, no, I, I feel like uh, in all seriousness, this has been a super satisfying experience. To actually, complete a whole season of a podcast. I've, I mean, we haven't edited everything yet, but still, um, this watching this show this this first season has left an impression on me and that you know i've said this multiple times before but i'm a much bigger fan of gundam than we first started and i loved it i had such a good time doing it yeah Mm -hmm. i couldn't agree with you guys more i think that the yeah along with just like being stoked to finish the show um and to like finally watch the first season which i'd never done before I think just the act of doing this with you guys, getting together once a week and, you know, having this time to discuss it has been really rewarding. So, I mean, to me, like, it's going to be impossible to divorce the act of watching the show from the podcast, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way because, like, it made it so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, that concludes it. And I think we're pretty, pretty stoked on it Um, all together. Enjoyed it. Um, next week we are going to do um, before we get into our coverage of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam we are going to do a special episode of After Colony for 26.9 and we are going to do a draft we're going to draft our cast for a live action version of 79 so yeah be sure to come back and listen to that next week and then after that we are going to start with our first block of episodes from Zeta Uh, Yeah, be sure to give us a follow on the social medias. And um, we all, of course, I want to thank Christian, Alex, and Simon for being here. Thanks, Alex, for doing all the editing and taking that on. Thank you to Simon for just doing all of our design and Christian for co-hosting as well. 
And then, of course, a big thanks goes out to DJRX78 for our theme music. And we will see everyone next week. Who will survive? Bye. Peace. See ya.